Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Sarah and welcome to the Whispering Woods listener and Reddit stories edition. I've got four stories to share today. The first one is a listener story and then I've got three Reddit stories that people have kindly agreed to let me share. If you'd like to hear your story on the podcast, you can email it to the Whispering Woods podcast at gmail.com. Right, we'll get straight into the first story and this story is from Joe. When I was a little girl, me and my older sister used to go to a cottage in North Yorkshire with our grandparents to give our parents a break. Sometimes our parents would join us too. My grandma was in the mother's union and the canons used to kindly rent the cottage out to them for holidays. Some context of the cottage. It was in the Cannons family for generations and had been passed down through the generations. So it stayed in the family. It was a long cottage and thinking about it now, I think it was two cottages knocked into one. The main part of the house was for us and the small cottage adjoined to it was for an elderly lady called Frances who had worked for the family since she was 14, and she was in her 80s, but still had her faculties. The family allowed her to live there for all the year's service, and it was her home. This particular year, when we went, I was five years old, and my sister was nearly seven. Mum and Dad didn't come with us, as my mum was pregnant with my little brother. 
I remember that year. I was obsessed with watching the sunrise and sunsetting. So one morning, I got up, it was still dark, and I went down the red carpeted stairs and into the big dining room, which was the room that separated our cottage from Francis's cottage. I was going to sit on the windowsill to watch the sun come up. When I opened the door, there was a lady stood there. She was a pretty lady, probably in her twenties. She turned to me and she said, Good morning, morning, child. child. How are you you today? today? I said, Hi, I'm okay. How are you? The lady just smiled and went through the door without opening it. I never felt frightened in her presence. I told my family after, and my grandmother asked what she was wearing and what did she look like. I said she had a long dress on, crinoline, like the lady on the front of the Quality Street tin, the old tins. A year or two later, we went back to the cottage with my new baby brother in tow, and when we arrived, there had been two very large paintings erected in the hallway of two sisters that once lived in the cottage, and the lady who I saw was one of the ladies in the painting. I asked Francis who the girls were, and the one I saw was called Sophie. A lot of strange ghostly things happened at that lovely cottage over the years, but I never felt frightened. It's a magical place. Thanks so much, Joe, for emailing that story in. I love it. It's just comforting, isn't it? A couple of today's stories are comforting, but spooky. Um, I'd also really love, I'd love to go to Yorkshire, mainly because I want to go and search for werewolves, because, you know, that's the way I roll. I want to go up on the moors and look for werewolves. Not sure Roger will come with me, or Toby, but we'll see. (laughs) One day, one day. Right, and our second story is from Witchy Woman 4201. So I'll start by saying I'm a sceptic. So I 100% understand people will doubt this. And I'm okay with that. I debated even posting, but figured why not? I graduated from a very small town in upstate New York in the region known as the Thousand Islands. Yes, like the dressing, it was invented there. Anyways, we have far more land or woods than people. If you look across the St. Lawrence River, you can see Canada. Now that you know the setting, when I moved there, my junior year of high school, I quickly learned the summer party spot was Wilson's Bay Beach in Cape Vincent. With that beach came a lady who collected all our beer cans and eventually bought a truck with all the money she got from our cans over the years and the urban legend of what they called Fox Monkey. It was an animal that walked like a monkey but looked like a fox and had been seen, heard at the beach and its surrounding areas. I, as any sane person would be, was extremely sceptical when my loser high school boyfriend, I wasn't smart enough to leave behind yet, told me of this creature. He claimed to have heard weird things out at the beach at night. 
and there was a homeless man out there for a short while, who also said he heard it and saw some weird things out there at night. Fast forward a few years, and I'm in my early 20s, driving around with my two best friends, showing some guys we met from out of town around the area. This ride led us to the beach at night and then the surrounding area. We were all laughing and talking while on the back road driving away from the beach. All of a sudden, we see that infamous glint of an animal's eyes on the side of the road getting ready to cross. If you live in a rural area, you know how your automatic reaction is to slow down because you probably have at least one dent from a rogue deer on your car. I stopped to let it pass, and something roughly the size of a small coyote that looked like a dog and a wolf mix with dark and longer thick fur. We didn't even think anything of it until it got to the side of the road and stopped for a second, then stood up and walked away on two legs like a human. None of us said anything for a minute, and I said, "Uh, Did did anyone anyone else see see that? that? And all four of the other passengers looked shocked and all replied something along the lines of, Yeah, Yeah. what the hell was that? Me and my two best friends talk about this to this day and all recall it the same way. We call it Fox Monkey because that's the name we heard and the only way we could semi-accurately refer to it. Still have no idea what it was, but all three of us agree. It was one of the scarier and most disturbing experiences of our lives. The animal never threatened us, but left all of us extremely frightened. Thanks so much, witchy woman, for letting us share your story. What on earth is that creature? Some kind of cryptid I've never heard of before. But yeah, if I saw it, I'd be equally as terrified. It reminded me about the um, woman who collected the beer cans. I don't know if there's an urban legend, but in Bristol, apparently there was a guy who used to collect the money for people to park to go and visit the zoo. Years and years he was there, you know, to collect the money and so you could park. Um, Probably an extortionate amount of money because parking is in Bristol. You know, everybody thought that he was hired by the council to do this and apparently he wasn't. Nobody knew who he was. And so he collected all this money for years and then shot off. (laughs) I love that story. Apparently they're going to make a film of it at some point. It's brilliant. Genius. Absolute genius. Right. Let's get on with the third story. And this third story is from former try 3501. Hi. To put some preface on this story before I get into it. I'm a Division 1 football player that plays offensive line. For those that don't know what that is, I'm basically saying I'm a big dude, currently about 6 foot 5 and 300 pounds. Basically saying I haven't really been scared of animals or people where I live, just because I'm genuinely just bigger than them. Now it was a late night after my high school basketball team at the time made the playoffs. I was currently on the phone with my girlfriend at the time and I was pulling into my country neighbourhood in a small town in Alabama. 
It was around 12.30, 1am. And as I was pulling into the neighbourhood, I saw this woman with long black hair, wearing a Civil War period dress. It wasn't very weird for me to see random kids around my neighbourhood, because I live near a foster home. What freaked me out at first, it was January, February, and at this late at night it was freezing. To pull into my neighbourhood, I had to drive past her. I slowly go past this woman, and really didn't know what to do. As I passed her, she was still staring at the ground. As I checked my rearview mirror, her head snapped up, and I saw an extremely evil-looking face. I hung up the phone and was going 65 to my house. As I mentioned, I'm a big dude, and when I arrived at my house, I sprinted up my porch stairs and into my room. Me being my size, that woke everyone in my house up. My dad enters my room to check on me, and me telling him everything that's happened. He asked if I was on anything, and I told him of course I wasn't. He told me to get some sleep, and I of course couldn't sleep. It popped in my mind that I had a Latina neighbour that I was really close with, who was long jet black hair. Instantly, I snapped her on Snapchat, saying, That was a good prank, and you got me. She said she wasn't even in the state, and didn't know what I was talking about. She sent me her location on Snapmap, showing me that she was in Baltimore. That was it. There was no chance I was getting any sleep that night. I hopped on the Xbox to tell all my friends about the events that just occurred. Of course, they didn't believe me, saying I was joking, and I told them how serious I was. At the end of the Xbox session, it was around 4am, I'd gotten off and was trying to get some sleep. I went to my bedroom, and as I was walking past the blinds, there she was, standing there in the one streetlight in my neighbourhood. I slammed the curtain shut, peeked again, and she was gone. I've no idea what happened or what was going on that night. My dad and little brother have claimed to see the same woman years later in their own different stories. This is my first post, so if you have any questions or any ideas to what was going on, let me know. I don't think I would have cared about waking everybody up if I'd have seen that woman outside. I'd have clambered in the house, screamed and intentionally woken everybody up because I'm not facing that on my own. No way. No thank you. Um, I was thinking about whether I'd peek out of the curtains. Um, and I think I probably would as well because how are you going to settle knowing or not knowing whether something is still out there? So I think I'm, I, you know, I really think I would have made the same decision uh, and then regretted it. Right, let's get on to the fourth and final story. And this one is from Teggy Boy. My husband had a history of his heart rate dropping into the low 40s. This morning, it started happening again, and he collapsed, falling three feet off some steps. Once he got up, he woke me and said I needed to call 911. He said something was different this time. By the time the paramedics got him to the hospital, 
his heart rate was down to 20. He was surrounded by a team of nurses and doctors trying everything to bring his heart rate up. This was when things got weird. They started to shock his heart to get it into a normal rhythm. Each shock, he said, was extremely painful. During these shocks, my husband looks up in the room full of doctors and nurses and sees an older lady. She's in normal clothing, no badge on, approaching him. This is happening during all the chaos of multiple medical staff trying to save his life. The older woman reaches him, grabs his hand and whispers in his ear. She tells him not to worry, everything will be okay. As she was speaking to him, an incredible warmth filled his body and any fear he had went away and he felt calm. The woman then walks away. The shots stop and the doctors determine he needs an emergency pacemaker installed. He has the surgery within an hour and the surgery goes well. Then things get weirder. In ICU recovering, he shares the story with me about the lady in the ER. While sharing this story with me, he's very emotional and crying. I asked the nurse if there would have been anyone in the ER that would have approached him like the old lady in street clothes did, and she said no way. Okay, this is definitely getting weirder. For context, my husband is a 43-year-old, pretty much an atheist, who really doesn't believe in ghosts or angels. Well, except for the time my dad passed away. That's a darker, more frightening story I may share another time. After a few days, he's released from hospital. He goes home, and I post this amazing story on Facebook. A couple of days pass, and our take on reality is shook to the core. I'm sleeping on his third day home, when I hear him screaming and crying. Oh my God, God, it's it's her. her. It's It's her. her. Oh Oh my God. I run to the room he's in, and he's bawling. I ask what's wrong, and he shows me a picture on his phone. It's an obituary, featuring a picture of an old lady. It's her, he cries. The obituary was text to him from a close friend of ours. She'd seen my post about his ER experience. She'd decided to do a search of deaths in the hospital the morning my husband was in the ER. In doing so, she came across an obituary. The lady I was looking at had died around the same time he was in the ER. In the same hospital. What the hell? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Thanks so much, Teggy Boy, for letting us share that story. It's kind of comforting, but freaky, you know? I think it's it's great to know that there's something after life, but we don't kind of know what I don't want to be just wandering around in the hospital. You know, I want to find my family. That's really important to me. <laughs> um, I'm glad your husband's okay and they got the pacemaker fitted. And hopefully everybody's doing just fine still. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We will catch up with you again on Monday, where I'll be back with Toby. Take care, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.